0: We got a podcast tonight, huh? Yep. suppose we could figure out what we're talking about. Um. Didn't you say, you said something about some meta.
1: Meta, way. that's been an idea we yeah we thought for a while, so I thought it might be worth okay. talking meta. Remember, because we we played Stanley Parable, remember, and that's when I came up with the idea. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess if we're going to talk about meta, where are we going to come from? We come from the fourth wall um come from live from nick's kitchen you know because that's where we are true Uh, that's meta yeah it
0: seems too simple
1: Well, okay we come from who does a lot of meta jokes
0: um we could do something from order of the stick but you don't really you're not that familiar i've read some but not that many yeah
1: yeah Muppet shit. When we well, done Muppet show, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah. know. So, uh, Strong Bad, M- Homestar—they refer to themselves quite a bit. Oh, okay. So we could be from Strong Badia. Strong Badia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So
0: see, I'm I'm hosting tonight. Y- yes. So we'd yes. so we'd be uh, live from Strong Badia. Derail yes. trains of thoughts. All right. We got the first part done.
1: All right, then we have the talk, so we should probably make some notes. Make a uh, what, where's my notepad? Okay. So, okay, so Stanley Parable. I think maybe we'll start with that. Maybe that was our idea. Yes. We'll probably have to explain. Yeah. Stanley oh, Parable. you're ta- you're
0: you're getting into soundtrack already. What? No, Stanley Parable. That's oh, sta- uh, not, sa- not soundtrack. You're getting to story school. That's what Oh about. yeah,
1: story school. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you didn't want to talk because you didn't. Did you want to talk at all about uh, your trip to where did you go to see your family's parent, or, or um, we parents? We
1: were in family? Peoria, in Illinois. Yeah, that's where my uh, wife's uh, grandparent, or grandparents are, and so her mom was visiting there from Brazil. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, and. Then she's with us currently for yeah. a couple days, and then she'll head back to Brazil in about uh, like Tuesday next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so yeah. I, I could mention I, that. If, I don't know if anyone find that interesting. Well, but, I, know. Yeah.
0: I know. I mean, I I knew all that. Well, but just you, in case, Well, if
1: we're going to talk about stuff.
0: You have to make sure you mention Comic Con. Yeah, because I went to any Comic Con. Um, yeah, and I, I saw Jenna Coleman. Right? I saw Jenna Coleman and Carrie Fisher there, yeah. and you know there'll be some interesting stories about that. But maybe we'll save that for our take on tales.
1: Oh, that might be a better because that could be a good place. But we were doing that. Second half, yes, okay. second half. So I, first, I just
0: thought it'd be worth mentioning that since since we missed the weekly hijack this time, yeah, you know some people Sadness. might want to know. But anyway, but we'll get to that. Um, okay. So you know, so we'll okay, make sure Let's we mention out. that, and then yeah, okay, yeah. Well, now we need to figure out this meta thing for the story for school. story school.
1: So Stanley Parable, I think, where we start, okay? Because Stanley Parable, remember when we played it? You know, you're the guy in the yes. your computer lab, yeah, and it's, you, a, it's a crazy and, game. But <laughs> That narrator just talks, and you're like, okay, which way should I go? Um, <laughs> you know, because, he's so he's so earnest. He is, and you're um, like, I want to listen to this
0: guy. Uh-huh. But, because well, because he's he's the narrator for the game, and then so basically you kind of feel like okay. Well, I mean, there's two and there's two ways. You're either
1: inclined to like go with it. Well, well that's or... when I saw the preview. That's why I want to play. But you got to these doors, and the guy says, and then Stanley turned left, and you're like, and then the guy in the preview went right, and you're like, what? What is this game? I want to play this thing, <laughs> and then it just starts making fun of all these kind of conventions and video games, like following the directions, and you know. D- Going the path that you're supposed to go and dying or not dying, and just you know, when you spend, you know, there's that whole sidetrack where you make a video game inside the video game and you have that baby screaming, (laughs) (laughs) and then apparently, if you actually play that horrible game for two hours, you get a special ending. Uh, Yeah, it's special, all right, it's it's more like a
0: I don't know if it's worth the, the pain that you have to go through to it's get It's worth that. watching someone else
1: do it and yeah. watching it on YouTube. <laughs> but I have to say, Stanley Parables, well, it's very hard. Like, I showed it to some of my, you know, to some the youth that come over. Uh-huh. Um, it's what well, you just got to like, put them in front of and just play this. We did that with Nathan, remember? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You don't give them any explanation whatsoever <laughs> and just let them experience it and be completely confused the entire time. It's... Nathan,
1: it was great because Nathan Nathan played... I I love, and he, he uh he followed everything the narrator said and you win and then you're really like oh <laughs> <laughs> the whole game is sort of about like breaking from mind control and then you And then
0: you except you did exactly what the narrator told you it's, to it's so genius. it's genius
1: it's a wonderful game it's a, yeah. I mean it's probably worth getting it on a sale because you can only really play it for a couple hours before it gets old yeah but I, I got it in a pack and I've shown it to lots of people ever since then I is mean it, did you ever have a chance to show it to um, no, there, I, anyone?
0: I never, no, I never, never did. Although I've probably, I probably, w- thank you for reminding me. I'll be, I'll be glad. Because it, it really is one of those games that like you want to experience once and then you want to inflict on other people.
1: And you want to inflict? Because it plays with all those, you know, I love that other ending where it just says, don't go this way, go this way. And like, no, seriously, don't go this way. You do, and then you die. <laughs> yeah. And then you're not dead. And then you're in this museum. That's the credits. Yeah. And it shows like a museum showing the different. Um, ways they r- bi- early versions of the game, of the as you game. walk around the museum.
0: <laughs> and there's like a completely different narrator. A na- uh, narrator
1: commenting on why the narrate the previous narrator. Does, I mean, it's just which trippy. I, and
0: that one actually gives like the most one of the earliest like really indications of what's actually going on in the story. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. It takes like a third person to basically tell it. What was
1: it? The first one we did was uh, we're way off track. We didn't really get back to story school. But the first one you <laughs> did was. um or one of the first ones we did was we answered that phone call, and then we were back at oh, our, yeah, at, at our uh, like our home, and it's like yeah. Stanley, here's you you have someone you love at home, yeah. you know this is your meaning life. And then you go in there and it's all fake, and then the whole world starts changing and it says that you know basically all you do when you play a video game is pressing buttons, and uh-huh. it just. And that, after that, you just feel really kind of worn out. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, the narrator kind of beats you down. That's one of the ones where the narrator gets
0: really upset with you. I mean, the there's one where he yells at you. Yeah, well, that one's that one's the one where you do everything he says until the very end. Oh yeah, essentially. I mean, is that
1: or that's the one where you you like you try to blow up the? Basically, you instead and of he like just bl- screams at you and no, says, "Ah, I killed you." Yeah. Well, I think it's
0: actually like. I think you're in, in, essentially trying to control the mind control device oh, yeah. instead of destroying it like you're supposed to. Yeah. And by instead of trying to take control of the mind control device, and he gets very upset at you for not being the hero you're supposed well, to be. Well, and
1: then there's, I don't know if you saw it, but later on I did one where um, you're in this perfect ending and there's oh. stars and everything. And then there's like, we just need to stay here, except you just stay there. There's nothing, nothing else happens. to do. And so you, as a player, you're like, you can't just sit there. This isn't an ending. And the narrator says it's an ending. It's beautiful. But you you want to do something. So all that you can do is go up the staircase and jump off. You uh-huh. know? And, and kill yourself. And try There's to kill yourself. And you're like, why well, are you doing this? And the thing is, <laughs> as a game, and that's what's so great about Stanley Up Purple. As a game, it's playing against you doing things because that's what you do in a game. You keep uh-huh. moving. You keep you try trying to find something to do. You don't just sit there.
0: The re, the reverse ending of that is there is one where Stanley stops doing anything. That's true. And then the narrator wants him to keep going. You know, keep moving on. You got to keep. You got to progress.
1: So one thing when you do in this store school is mention that. I mean, meta. Let's see if I can formulate it right. First off, it, it's very funny many times. Yeah. And, and Sam parable is hilarious, but Sand parable also shows meta can um, kind of point out. Conventions, and you know are they good or not? There's a lot of things in at least in Sta parable, you do, and then you realize in the context of the character you are, you won't ever do that, but you're doing it because it's a video game, right and It really separates be the hope of you know they always talk about the suspension disbelief
2: uh-huh.
1: That's kind of the generally been the the desire of any sort of art form is make you suspend your disbelief and meta basically flips that just on its head. Mm-hmm. and tries to make you realize that you're watching something or realize that you're reading something. And it's very interesting for that way. And in some ways, it can be really incisive. Is that the right word? Uh, insightful? It's, it's, well, insightful too, but incisive, like when you, you cut to the heart of something. Anyways, it could be insightful too. Um, so I think it's cool. Like the, It's really neat about that. And a lot of times, it's attached to satire. You read that. Yeah, it was on chilling Wells, that blog post. Um, I wrote about how to write a blog post. Oh yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically yeah. It's that's very meta of you kind of you kinda,
0: yeah. your whole brain-stirring process. Yeah, you know, and, as if we were recording this right now, you know, kind of
1: trying to figure out
0: what yeah, we're doing, which would be
1: ridiculous. Yeah. But, but but in the blog, basically, you do it. But the funny thing is, is that most writers can read and be like, "Yes, that's exactly how I do it." Uh. So you're revealing something <laughs> while making people laugh, which is the best way to. Teach and and not best way, but a very good way to teach. Make them laugh while you're peeling away the the levels of the onion.
0: Yeah, well, and and Stanley Parable. I mean, we'll get away from Stan. I mean, we don't have to talk about Stanley Parable the entire. No, I think people might get bored. But the the interesting thing about it is, it's not just making commentary about like, oh, video games are kind of funny, haha, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, if you really start to think about, because of the nature of the video game you start to think about things of like predestination and free, free will. will. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of that in How in- much
0: free will do you really have in the Stanley Parable? You really only like there are all these different paths that you can choose to follow. Well, but they've they-
1: all been made by the programmer already.
0: Yeah. There's only there's only certain things
1: you can do in it. And I think the the <sighs> thing about meta I think we'll bring up at some point will be the I like meta. I write a lot. It's a good... I love meta humor. You know, like my blog article. um, I've done other things like that. I reposted an old... One of my early short stories about this first-person narrator learning how to first-person narrate.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Which totally... After the fact, when I heard it was like Fred Milish-inspired or something, oh, yeah, that totally was Fred in that. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) But I think meta also has a danger of uh, robbing... A piece of art of meaning of giving you this sense of futility, Mm -hmm. you know. Because there's parts of Stanley Purple, we just feel like what's the use of anything? Yeah,
0: if you read too much into it, it can feel a little nihilistic or kind
1: of you know. I think meta has that that has that power because art intrinsically has meaning, Mm -hmm. and then when you bring us outside of suspension disbelief and you start seeing all the moving pieces. Then all you see are see are the moving pieces. Yeah, or you can, and then you're like, oh well, it stops being a story. It's, it starts being just it's not a whole anymore. Right,
0: and I do think that's that's the danger of some of our deconstructionist sort of approach to media sometimes now. Like, uh, I think we mentioned in a previous episode, uh, TV tropes. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know we talked. I, I don't remember was it last time we talked about that? And I
1: will have to look it up before we start.
0: Actually, you know now that I think about it, maybe we we cut it. I think we might have cut it out of the comedy one. Okay, or not comedy, um, beauty, the last one, romance, romance. Because we were talking about romance, beauty, romance, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes, because we start anyway. That's not important. But TV tropes is is a site you know where people basically boil storytelling down to all kinds of, like, little bits and pieces, yeah. and sometimes... And the creators uh, or the people involved in the website themselves will admit, if you get too deep into this stuff, then you start... You take all, all the magic out of any storytelling. Yeah. You just can't, you know, kick back and relax. You Remember, it's just a show. You <laughs> really just relax.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, make sure... You, you forget about all that kind yeah. of stuff Um if you go too far into the you know, mud. And, and I used to think... I, I listened to this... um my teaching company thing on short stories, they had one from, oh, I'm going to forget her name. But it was, a, it was this first kind of popular metafiction. And, you know, it's pretty modern stuff. And we have a lot of meta as an as a art form or as something that's very common. It seems to be very new. And I, yeah, I was thinking it's very modern, kind of postmodern, kind of, you know, we're always hyperconscious of our own stuff. Yeah. But then I was thinking before we got here, I thought, well, Shakespeare d- plays with this meta. I mean, but like in Hamlet, there's a play within a play. I mean, in the, mm-hmm. and, and Hamlet's going to find out the king's problem, his guilt, by putting something in the play that will reflect on the king, and we're watching a play about this, and then <laughs> Hamlet will turn to the audience and tell them something. You know, and in other things, in comedies, there's, I mean, from one of my understanding that there's, everyone's a guy, all the, all the actors are guys. Old school comedies, yeah. I mean, no, I mean like in Shakespearean oh, time. Oh, oh, fr- oh, yeah, yes, okay, yeah. And um, in, in his comedies, and some of them were playing girls, uh-huh. and then sometimes the girls would dress up as guys, which you know it's <laughs> just going to be funny, right? Because there's a guy Always. playing a girl dressed up as a guy. Um, so because you know, all the actors were guys when, from what I understand, I, okay. Uh, back well, back. I. Th- Again, I might be wrong with that, but that's what I seem to remember from English class. You may want to look it up before we start recording. Yeah, I know. You know, that's why I have my notepad here. Good idea. Um, but Shakespeare and again, he was very good at he had the structure, he had the five act structure, he knew it you know, once you get really familiar with the structure, you can't help especially if you want to be funny, playing with it sometimes. You know, saying, Oh, this is funny to what is it? Um Taylor trilogy, the third one. You know, we have uh-huh. all kinds of little meta jokes from the two narrators. Yeah, being like, we are just figures in the story <laughs> of Mike and Sophia. Yeah, and sometimes it can add a sense of story to real life. I guess, like in that case, it's not so it so much trying to deconstruct the story as try to frame it as a as if their lives were, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like their lives are real and we're just watching, sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I, you remember I mentioned uh, Order of the Stick a minute yeah, ago. Yeah. I can't I just made popped in my head. Uh, order to say, we talk about this beforehand so we can sound really yes, professional, exactly. Exactly, but uh, there was a long, and I, th- I think I might have talked about this sometime in the podcast and I'll mention that. But there was a long sto- story arc in the last book, basically, about because one of the characters is a bard, and so and throughout the whole series, he's like making like Fourth wall jokes and talking yeah. about narrative conventions and things like this, because he's a bard. He likes yeah. to tell stories. And so <laughs> he's he's a he's actually one of my favorite characters. Um, I mean, he's very incredibly naive and yeah. childlike, or but in a fun way. But anyway, so they meet his dad eventually, and his dad is actually this big time villain, but he thinks in the same narrative conventions that his son does. <laughs> And so, like, the entire climax of the book is the villain trying to get his son, who's not the main character, at least of the, like, overarching yeah. quest, is trying to get his son to follow narrative conventions. So he he's trying to, like, slaughter all his friends so that the son can come back and avenge him and kill... You know, basically... Because yeah. the, the, the dad's a villain, but he wants to go out in a blaze of glory. He's like, right. look, I know I'm going to go out, but I want to go out properly. Yeah. And so there's this huge convention, like, you're not doing it right! <laughs> That's awesome. And so it becomes, like... It's just it's fun and like there yeah that's a sense of like it's following a narrative construct construct and fully aware the character is fully aware of it and trying to push it to happen a certain way and it works really
1: well I mean for comedy it works great I mean Muppets always play on this sort of stuff oh yeah plot point Berg there's um,
0: there's no Muppet canon technically like because people will get confused by this sometimes you'd be like well why are they trying to save the theater in in the Muppets, oh, where yeah. they had to save the theater, uh, and it's a very Merry Muppet Christmas movie, <laughs> and it turned out it was a historical landmark. Well, that you might as well ask well why why did the Muppets meet uh, on a road trip in one movie and then another trip they went to college together and then went to Manhattan.
1: Yeah. Like it, it they don't really yeah, i never really, I really <laughs> thought about you know, I just the Muppets and the Muppets they just rewrite themselves constantly. Yeah. Well and, and even in the Muppet movie, which is
0: supposedly their origin story, Robin asks, Kermit, is this really how it happened? And Kermit says, Well, it's sort of approximately <laughs> <laughs> So even they admit that the, their origin story is not actually accurate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's very postmodern. <laughs> yes. um, so I wonder—you know—would what would be nice for this to round it out when we get there. Because a lot of our ideas so far have been, you know, comedy-related. If we do, it, if we could have some sort of idea of a, of a serious version of—well, one meta. more,
0: one more interesting comedy thing. I have uh, one more to actually do, but
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's—I don't know how
0: meta it is technically, but it does break the fourth wall. It's an interesting uh, comedic tradition, I think, particularly in silent film. Like, I think in Laurel and Hardy, they used to do this a lot, where uh, Laurel was the dumb the dumb guy, then Hardy was a straight man. Okay. And every once in a while, when Laurel did something just absolutely ridiculous, Hardy would uh, look into the camera, this kind of, this,
1: like, really? Oh, yeah. Kind, kind the, the, of look. Like the Shakespearean aside sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, sort of an aside. Funny thing is, there's one of these in The Fellowship of the Ring. Is there really? And you don't even think about it at the time because it's so brief, but, like, right after Gimli joins... Gimli joins the fellowship right after Legolas. Yeah. He's like, and you shall have my bow and my axe. And then right after that, Legolas give this look of, Ugh. and for a minute, for just a, for just a, for a moment, a
1: sixty seconds.
0: <laughs> okay, not sixty seconds, but for a, a moment, Legolas locks eyes with the camera, which actors are never supposed to do. But you don't even think about it because How about like go watch that.
1: <laughs> it's like this, like that's a good thing. So, like you suddenly like empathize. You know, I'm writing that one down so we may <laughs> remember to talk about that
0: one. Yeah, so it's like there's a one moment where you get to empath- empathize. Yeah, empathize because yeah. you you've got this lock eyes with them
1: for a moment and then move on. A movie that uses a lot of meta and sometimes very funny, and at the end in kind of a, in a a strange way. And I had to bring it up because I like my Monty Python. Um, <laughs> well, who it, doesn't? My, I'm sure some people. Yeah, probably. Um, my apparently my uh, my mom used to watch it, Flying Circus. And okay. her, her mom would be like, "This is so ridiculous," but would sit out there the whole time and watch it, laugh at it, and then be like, "Why do you watch this stuff?" <laughs> uh. <laughs> but you know, *Monty Python the Holy Grail*—you got the credits that are very meta with the, you know, the guy writing yeah, the credits, talking yeah. credits, and then you know, and then the the animator had a heart attack and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but the end—the end is annoying. It is, and it's it's interesting because it completely. I mean, it's better because the people searching for these fictional character, you know, which you just thought was a joke, comes in, but it come it like interrupts everything, well, it, and it worked. And I guess it's in some ways genius that the movie was actually building towards a climax. Like yeah. it wasn't it, it, as ridiculous as this movie is. They I was were actually about this the other day. You know, they're you actually care about them being up these French people in the <laughs> tower, and then these guys come in, and it, it diffuses the entire tension and the hope and all, everything you wanted out of the end of the movie.
0: It just comes to a screeching halt. And it
1: just makes you mad, <laughs> you know? So it's it's part comedy, and it's part just, I mean, it completely destroyed the normal emotional feel of a, a, of a movie. I mean, because some get a comedy movie, yeah. you don't even care about the finale, because, you know, they're just waiting for the joke. But that one, you kind of, like... Everything's so funny and stuff. You expect some sort of big, huge something at the end, and then it's just boom. Yeah,
0: it's true, and yeah, and even t- sometimes when I've watched Monty Python, I might even stop like after the the bridge. The of, bridge, yeah, yeah, because like okay, after that, that's the last really funny part, and it's like another French taunting, <laughs> and then like the movie's done. So yeah. the bridge is like
1: the like the last it satisfying. Ends the, scene. It ends up being the climax in many ways. <laughs> It's weird. It's a weird structure. But I guess for them, you know, they completely they are always subverting themselves. Yeah. And I mean meta True. in many ways is subversion. When when we first came up with this idea, I, I what was it? It was I thought I called meta's a three D pun. A three Oh, I see. Because it's coming at you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because it's it's uh multi-layered. Mm-hmm. But it's basically it's essentially a pun. It's basically here's what it says and here's what it means. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of the same a a lot of the same um properties of a pun I think and puns were used religiously and I I read some other podcast didn't I on a podcast one time mention that the pun also rises yes that book yeah I think we talked about that but one they talked about you know how puns were also used to create significance and I, I'm sure if we thought hard enough we could come up with some sort of serious meta example like you get those really heady movies sometimes where like the ending talks about like the people watching it
0: Hmm. I can't
1: think of a good example, I can't but I feel like I feel like I've seen one like well, that. Well, I
0: can... Th- here's an, here's an a nice thought. here's I think uh, the Bible gets a little meta sometimes. I mean, I guess yeah. you could say the Bible gets meta a lot in that. And if you get into the theology of it, always kind of you oh. know, the Spirit talking yeah. to you through it. But Jesus's last prayer at the Last well, Supper, he prays for all of the future believers. Which is
1: really weird to read, actually.
0: It really is, because it's like the one moment where you feel like Jesus is talking like, about you. Like directly, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It could be argued. Okay, he's talking about the whole future church. There's a lot of people. I know, but, but... when you
1: read it, it feels that way. It feels like. <laughs> 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 it it's a very it's. I mean, in the whole, we should look that that chapter up before we. It's John something. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's like yeah sixteen or seventeen, uh, something like so that. We sound like we're all religiously in, yeah. interesting.
0: Yes, I mean, and the the whole concept of God speaking to you through Scripture is. Yeah. I don't know it's not meta in any other way that we talk
1: about here but it's it is in some way I mean yeah I mean that's
0: that's an example of like words on a page and then words kind of coming at you you know on another level too that's true probably the best way yeah exactly (laughs)
1: But um for an actor you know, you know, Forest Fire, then this barricum is that only you can know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't bring that one up. It's just bad. I don't know. That's that's what I got right now for I got oh. most of that written. Okay. Um we have room for a few more, I think. Probably. Never ending story. Never ending
0: story. Yeah, now you can probably tell me more about that one then. because you is read it? the you read the book. The
1: book's yeah, it's not quite mad. I mean, it's a weird... It plays with the narrative. It, play, it plays with... It plays Ideas and things Because like the that. reader himself isn't. Yeah, but it does play with the, the idea because, you know, Bastion is reading a book and he knows he's reading the book and the book talks back to him and he's like, what? And then the best part is at the end. Not the end. The middle. The end of the Treyu part and the beginning of the Bastion getting in the book. Because then the Empress the childlike empress goes to, and she's kind of like the the source of all stories. Okay. And he goes to, I don't remember what guy's name is, but he's the guy who records all the stories. So we get to this scene where she's talking and he's recording it and Bastion is listening to it. And it's like this weird, like three-way. <laughs> Whoa. It's kind of like, he's the guy who writes this. It's weird. Uh-huh. It's yeah. cool. I mean, the book I have has a, some things in green font, some things in red font, depending mm, okay. who, what what, who, what well, level you're at. Yeah, we're inception, at. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come out. It, it, it's, it's, vag- it's vaguely inception ish. Yeah. And that was, and that's a, I mean, it's not done for comedy, it's done for story. Per, I mean, you know, they'll talk about, you know, you get philosophical, maybe we can bring this in too, is the, the meta narrative, you know, that people need a narrative of their lives that, mm. that, Makes everything fit like like they're a piece in a story. Well, I was and and and, and literature does that occasionally.
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to ask you about that if that would be considered meta because sometimes you do have these stories where the author sort of inserts himself as in like this is where I got the, you know Tolkien with the yeah. re- the Red Book of Westmark which uh, Bilbo and Frodo yeah. wrote that basically has all the contains a lot of the early information that yeah. Tolkien somehow found and yeah. about. Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings is that? Would you consider that meta, or is that something? I don't know.
1: It's cool. I mean, it's of the same kindred. I would. think. Yeah,
0: I guess you could say Lewis with the space trilogy was kind of similar too, in that Lewis was a character in his own books,
1: sort of thing. (laughs) That's true. I forgot about that. Or, from what I understand, the um, the Dark Tower by Stephen King. Okay. Um, Stephen King is a character. in Oh really? Yeah. His, His like younger self is a is a character in it. Oh wow. Yeah, that mm. they show up and talk to sometimes, and me and he's the guy writing the book. Uh huh. So that's fun. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. <laughs> I I really feel like it's much more common now because story is something we all live in now. I mean, we're mm. surrounded by stories all the time, and so this idea of levels of story makes sense to us because we, you know, it's like a language to us that we. Yeah, we all understand now.
0: We think more deeply about story than probably any other time in in because human culture. In, in any
1: in any day, you you can consume a dozen of
0: them. Yeah you can watch videos on YouTube of people watching TV shows or at least yeah. like some of the, like the highlights of their reaction. I mean, yeah. in a sense, when what we do with the weekly hijack is very similar it's to It's co- very close to that. It's yeah. like
1: right after it's like, okay, what do we think about this? How are we feeling about this? And so I, I think it really is a two-edged sword. Like we'll have to mention again the the deconstruction, but it also I think could reinforce the sense that, you know, from a Christian point of view, this is a story. Yeah. it's not It's not meaningless. It's not like we just showed up and we live our lives, and we die. Yeah. That there, there's a beginning and there's a genesis and then a revelation, and that meta in some ways can reinforce that idea of storyhood mm. for
0: people. And and maybe that is a good takeaway that we can that we can make out of all this. Because yeah. instead of going like the existential, meta, like this is horrible, and we all it's you know, like, where you mean, like you're kind of forced to go through all this and all this stuff. I mean, it's interesting with Stanley Parable, but for a Christian, it's almost like you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, like that's kind of what a problem, the, the tricky thing about like Calvinism. Like you're focusing on this, this predestination stuff, yeah. and you lose because of that. Sometimes people lose sight of the the free will sort yeah. of thing. And you, know, I, I always like the the saying. I don't know. I don't remember if I said it on the podcast before, but I saw somewhere that uh, life is like a a game of cards. Predestination is the hand you're dealt, and then free will is what you do with with those cards. Which makes a lot of sense to me. But I think there's definitely something to I mean, it's certainly fine. It's it's certainly cool to think about people living in their own stories and living
1: in that, as long as they don't feel like they're trapped by that. Yeah. To me, it would be more of a sense of meaning, giving meaning to people who don't have a sense of I mean, a lot of people think, you know, if there's a secular mindset that, you know, there is no purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very bohemian rhapsody sort of yeah. um, lifestyle, or mm-hmm. a co- you know, Al- Albert Camus. I had to write it down, but f- for your uh, thing, Margaret Atwood is the lady who wrote that short, st- uh, the meta fiction that mentioned I, don't, I mentioned it earlier. Okay, but her her, her thing was called Happy Endings. It was, it was this whole story about trying, wrote these two guys, two people the same way, but different things would happen in the middle of the story, mm-hmm. but they will all end with like. And then they died. And we're talking about whether there are happy endings or not happy endings, or is is just the stuff in between. I mean, it's kind of a is more of an example of the depressing version of it. Right. But you know, it's it's playing with the conventions of literature and and story and what you find interesting story and what you don't find interesting story. I haven't read it, but it sounds like a very interesting. That was from the Teaching Company the uh-huh. story.
0: And the other thing to to consider too, in separating Stanley Parable from you know real life,
1: a real person has. Lots of choices. Yeah, exactly. You can only program so much into a. I mean, <laughs> Skyrim apparently. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> um, so is that a, I? got quite a lot she here. You think that's enough to go with for story school tonight? Uh, I hope so. I mean, there's a
0: lot of ideas in there. We'll see if we can distill it into something that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's that's always a. Trick, <laughs> that's eh? always We're, the problem. Whether we can get get around. Yeah, to it was a nice
1: thing about uh, what was the last episode with the beauty when we had to do it twice. No, that was the romance as a side oh. plot. Oh, yeah. Why we did keep, you think beauty?
0: I don't know. It's like, is huh. that Steve? No, no.
1: Steve's dead. It's that's Scott. It, that's God. <laughs> Speaking of meta. Yes, exactly. Um, or, All right. You know, this is a red shirt. Why, you know, Boone and was yeah. in a hi- in the Weekly Hijack. That was good stuff. Okay. That was a good so, stuff. So, okay. So, uh, after, uh, that, after thinking, that, we'll do our we'll soundtrack. Do soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little fried, Tim. Can we just play some music for me for a little bit so I can okay re- revamp before we Let's figure out what else we to do for the second half? Let me let me see something. Oh, have you ever heard of Select Start? I think so. Yeah, they've done um. I they have this Metroid song that's really good. Ooh, cool.
0: Well, this is this is something I've I've been listening to lately. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Um, from Kroner Trigger. Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> Anything, Crow from, good Cro- stuff. Anything yeah.
0: from Crow Trigger is good, right? Yeah, I probably heard
1: it at some point then because <laughs> yeah, probably. But, okay,
0: but uh, it's a remix of frogs theme, and they just which call it theme. theme of frogs, which mm, yeah, it's it's a fun song. So okay, here, yeah,
1: sh- yeah, listen to that. Maybe I can get yeah,
0: yeah, check it out. You know, Nick, I have to remind you of this time. I like to try to come up with some sort of summary
1: phrase at the end of story school. and uh, I know, I know. I you... always just have to add one last random thought. Yeah. Okay. Remind, like, Give me some sort of sign. <laughs> okay? And yeah. like, like, you know, I'll cross try. the neck. Yeah, I'll try, try to
0: do that this time.
1: But um, anyway. but theme of frogs, was, that's, that's that kind of nice. like, catchy. That was Okay, it wasn't long enough. You know, I'm still... I guess we got we got half an hour till we have to start this podcast thing, so I'll, I'll recover. I, you really should have played some Glowworm Jim. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, I suppose. You know that that always chills me out. So, <laughs> all right, so we got what half an hour, twenty minutes. Yeah. So what thing? are we doing in the second half? I don't know. What what would do? I suppose done? I suppose we could do our take on Tails? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we haven't done that for a little bit. It's
0: been a while. It's so been I, I, a I I, while. I got some good books this time. Oh, did you? Yeah, I haven't been reading much lately. But so oh, wait, that's right. You finished the another one of those giant Brandon Sanderson yeah, books Yeah, and then finished
1: another Sanderson after that.
0: Oh man. Let's well, see. Okay, you've got you're in kind of a rut though. That's the one problem here. You, I think the last few take on tales, and we haven't been doing like you know the winter movie <laughs> things. You've talked about Brandon Sanderson. Well,
1: you know what? I was only going to finish Words of Radiance and move on to something else. But Natasha just finished Firefight, which is a sequel to um, Steelheart, and she's like, "Nick, this is the only book we both read, <laughs> and I want to talk about it. How about you read it?" I'm like, "Okay." Um, and it was really good. Oh yeah. Firefight was at least as good, if not better, than Steelheart. Ooh. Okay. Um, it was like the perfect sequel because it's like the same setup, but everything's different. Steelheart's like, "Hey, when you there's, there's this epic, this evil superhero villain in charge of this city, we need to kill him." Uh huh. Same thing in episode in in Firefight, except like the team gets <laughs> mixed <two>. up. <laughs> episode two, I know, but the the team gets mixed up. The stakes are different. the 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 reasoning of doing stuff is different, and it all plays out really well. And um, everything progresses, and the the finale is f- fabulous and good cliffhanger, just like he he does. Sanderson, I've I've decided reading Words of Radiance and Way of Kings, his big real time ish things. Uh-huh. I think writing style-wise, they like Robert Jordan a little better. But Sanderson can plot and do endings like no one else. His hmm. endings are really good. I mean, and his plotting, his like, how things unfold. He, you can tell he's, he's planned it really well so this hits and this, hits and this. The, the, the Words of Radiance, which is, you know, the Way of Kings sequel, uh-huh. like 1100 pages. I mean, it's ridiculously long. <laughs> is, that, wait, is that bigger than the first one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. By a little bit. Um, better than the first one, Easily. Really? It just, there were parts in Way of Kings. It was a very good book. I remember I had kind of this iffy sort of. Yeah, you're kind of. Like every once in a while, yeah. I'd be like, I didn't want to read it. And then when it got a long time, oh, then I enjoyed it. Those longer words of radiance is just tighter. Like, hmm. it's almost always interesting. And the the kind of, the, you know, the emotional ups and downs of moving you forward are just paced really well. Hmm. I mean, it still takes forever to read, but yeah. it was always worth reading. Well, um,, well, that mean something. I mean, that's important. I read somewhere that Sanderson was under a under a crunch to finish wave of Kings and he had just finished the last wheel of time book and I think it would probably just I mean, it's still very a very good book. But I think this one he had more time and space and oh, okay. Um, and <laughs> the first book he was revising his first draft. He had written an earlier draft like years before. Oh, so you know he was still revising.
0: That'd be like you trying to come back to uh, and Fred.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just it just <laughs> you just feel it just feels different, and he, yeah. this is all, all new stuff. And I don't know. I the finale, the climax of the first one, I might like still like better, but the climax of this one is certainly. Great. Good stuff. Good stuff. All yeah, right. I I I'll easily read the rest of them they came up like this.
0: Okay. Um Well, it's kind of interesting that you're you'll get a chance now to talk about the series as you read through it. I know
1: them. because well, and I I need to find someone else to read them. I um <laughs> well, Kenny reads them. I was going to say you should get Kenny on. I you? know. I need to, I need to go when I see him I talk about him with him. But I don't see him very often. Mm. Um I'm trying to get Natasha to read them. But if you worry about my Sanderson kick, and I, I think I'm I'm close to him now where I've read like a lot of his stuff, I'll probably try to pick up the rest of it at some point. Just you know, like like Natasha reads Ted Decker, she owns oh, like sure. every, like, oh, all of books. There's nothing wrong with no, that. I just know all of your take I'm on tales. Like, this Sanderson, <laughs> well, or Wheel <real> Time. Um, <laughs> no, well, I'll have next. Time, I just started, um, A Wizard of Earth Sea. Oh, okay. Um, very interesting, like, the style is cool. I mean, it's very like old school, sort of. I'll be interested in after I finish it. Talk to you about the the anime. Oh, the, yeah, the Ghibli, Ghibli one. Yeah, yeah. So, I sometimes wonder whether the style of the book itself wouldn't make it seem weird as visual. Because it's just, it's just, it's that sort of. It's like reading some of Cimmerilian sometimes. You uh-huh. know, it's just pulled back and not modern writing style at all.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it might partly, but I know that even the author of that all was a, it was another case of like. That's kind of its own thing. Like okay. the movie version of it. You okay. know, kind
1: of like the house. How is it not even remotely close to the Yeah. Now apparently there's a sci fi mini series it of Earth C too. Oh really? Yeah. I've never seen it, but I remember it being advertised. Wait, Sci Fi is in the channel. The channel? Oh, yeah. interesting. So it was so that's why I've been reading they were, they've both been very good. If you like you know, I think I'll probably tell people that if they like fantasy mm-hmm. Both, of them well, the quicker one is the Steelheart firefight. I I gave the book to Nathan read Steelheart because it's like, it's two y- villains and you, yeah, you know it's just are those YA books technically? Yeah, they're technically YA books. Okay, yeah, and they're fun. I mean nothing and, wrong with that. And the last but... one comes out like beginning of next year. Oh, um, so it's a trilogy. Trilogy. And honestly, they're they're written and I, that was pro- sort of my complaint in the first one. I remember, that in some scenes, some scenes were too movie-ish. And I think that's the thing with Sanderson; he does feel very sometimes very influenced by. The Call action it. styles of movies and video games, which is okay. not necessarily a bad thing, but very different from, reading, well, like Robert well, you, Jordan, who's yeah. much more historical. Uh-huh. Um, but these these would translate to movies ridiculously easy, sure. I think. Uh huh. And I'd go see them. Cool. So cool. So you haven't been reading much? No, I
0: haven't been. I got sidetracked from Fellowship of the Ring. I think part of the problem was I got to Lothlorien, <laughs> which I wanted to like, you know be in a very serene place and i just haven't had time like the yeah. time we well, gotten
1: through uh Kaza Doom already yes yeah if
0: you go to gaha Doom, you will die no that's no. that's the other one I know. Zaha, doom. zaha doom um then i guess the other thing though that distracted me for a while is i got sucked into an anime which most anime i watch i tend to go for the like the standard season you know length ones 24. Like twenty four. yeah yeah um, I know like,
1: someone run forever.
0: Yeah, the one the thing with most of the the long animes like your Naruto or Bleach or Dragon Ball Z, most of them you get kind of, they they wear thin and the longer they go. Yeah, is is sort of the problem. I mean, I I read Naruto as, in the manga or Naruto, uh, depending on how some anime people prefer the other. I don't know, but. Uh, I read it. I read the manga all the way through because I wanted to see how it ended. But yeah. it really should have been like fifty chapters shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like there were just way too many final battles, and it got really old after a while.
1: This is the final <laughs> battle.
0: <laughs> and was it always against the same person? I mean, yeah. They just it just felt like it dragged on and on yeah. and on. But I got into a shonen uh, anime series. Basically, I started watching it, uh, Hunter X Hunter. Okay. I started, oh, yeah, you mentioned that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching it uh, kind of during when a lot of TV shows were on like hiatus, holiday yeah. hiatus, basically. Um, and th- they had the first 100 episodes on Netflix. And then oh. I watched the – there was 48 after that that I watched on uh, Crunchyroll, which is sort of a Hulu with anime. Okay. Um, Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Crunchyroll. And what I liked about it is that – I mean, it felt – Starting off, it did feel in some ways very much like a Shonen series. Like, there is this whole... The first arc is basically this exam to become a hunter. Okay.
1: Um, which... I don't know if I've ever seen a Shonen.
0: What are you... Shonen? Shonen, yeah. Okay. But that's what I mean by... I mean, most of these... I mean, I've heard people say it, and you've said it, and I... Yeah, it tends to be anime especially for for boys. Okay. Um a lot of action. It I mean, they tend to like be they tend to like be experts at some
1: sort of power or something. Yeah, basically. Like yeah, basically. But I with, mean, lot- with without giant robots? <laughs> uh it, I mean, that's the, a whole different th- genre, isn't it? The giant robot thing.
0: Basically, in, in the American sense of sh- I think in Japan shonen can be just pretty much any kind of action-based oh, series. Okay. But I think in U.S. anime fans tend to use shonen in terms of the shows like I just mentioned, like, like Dragon, Ball Nerd, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Bleach, um, Fairy Tale. Uh, that's an, another ongoing one. One Piece. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, they they usually have some sort of powers, but they're not superheroes. They have a cast of characters that is ever expanding. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, usually some sort of system of power, usually involving spirit energy of some kind. Okay. And Hunter X Hunter falls into that category, and. Like I said, the first arc involves a an exam to become a hunter, which is like an official title in the okay. world. But what I appreciated about it pretty early on is they don't go overboard on flashbacks, on basically any sort of padding. Because a lot of okay. some of your worst defenders like try they try <laughs> to drag fights on, and this rarely felt like that. They had some really interesting challenges, and it didn't you didn't feel like it was always just about who had the higher power levels okay. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, occasionally you had a little bit of that, but, you know, not in a way that detracted from the story. Yeah. Um, the characters always had to use some really interesting strategy to, you know, figure out how they were going to get around the situation and and very and likable characters. <laughs> like, when uh, the main character's early on, it's gone, and he's, uh, you know, your typical kid, and you think he's going to be, like, your average, like, kind of idiot with a, with a good heart sort of thing. Um, later on, you find out that he can be really scary when promoted oh. right way. Um, then then there's Killua who's about the same age as Gon and you think he's also I mean he's he's the kid that's been trained to be a, an assassin and has got this really weird you know dark family sort of thing but instead of being like uber like emo like Sasuke is in Naruto he knows how to be cheerful and he'll like go romp around with Gon sometimes and cool. so he's like Sasuke if Sasuke was actually cool. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure I know what that means. Yeah, but. probably. Okay. Not. But uh, people who know never Naruto would. But and well, then, then but hopefully then on podcast they'll know. Yeah, what,
0: hopefully, what, hopefully what? people on the podcast listen will know that. And then the and then in the first exam, there's also there's a couple other characters. There's Kurapika, who uh, some people have called him a mom character because he's always he's the responsible one. Okay. He's, he's slightly older. But at the same time, he's also got this like revenge story that he that he wants to go through. So that's interesting. And then there's Leorio, who's who's uh, basically has the physique of Lupin. okay yeah <laughs> tall and spindly yeah and he's kind of the loud mouth that wants to be a doctor okay <laughs> which doesn't fit into the shonen series at all but he's he's okay. but he's a fun character but anyway S- sounds interesting so they go through various adventures and there's not like i don't know that any particular one great message i put well i'll sh- I'll say this what's surprising about it too is that they kind of establish these four, but then they kind of go their separate ways and then sometimes come back. And then, but then, and this is sort of one disadvantage in that toward the end, one of the longest story arcs is like 60 episodes. Wow. Only involves two of them. Oh. <laughs> and a weird. new cast of characters. So it's like almost half the show. It is. And so, <laughs> I mean and they and the first half and the first, I think I told you this the other night that like the first portion like the first third of it gets really dark. Yeah, Like there had been a dark like mafia storyline where a lot of people died but the, you know it's like okay it's a mafia story yeah. mixed in with a revenge story that's no. kind of be expected. But this this other one involved like ants. They yeah, said it was like, some sort of Weird and. Yeah, it was like these giant killer ants. Which sounds, it sounds things. like a bee relationship thing, but it was more like. Like these giant ants that basically, when they eat something, they take on the yeah. characteristics yeah, of oh, it, yeah. and so then they that. start eating humans and having, and yeah, so it's disgusting. And you start see, and, uh, it's and it's not like in a fun like ah ha ha ha. It's a monster movie sort of thing. It's like, Ugh. like you're tearing, <laughs> well, they're they're tearing apart little. Ki- I mean, you're not seeing them tear yeah. apart little kids, but you know that's what they did. Well, an anime, it's like one of those cases where like not seeing it is almost worse. When well,
1: an anime can is very good at being very uh, disturbing sometimes. Yes. Yeah. It's that it's that a whole uh animation it, because it's more simple is more mm-hmm. powerful. So
0: the first the first like the first third of that which is almost a season in itself is it, it's basically things just kind of getting worse and worse and worse yeah. as this ongoing threat emerging and not only the the NPC die but then there's a a particular character that uh, gets killed off and it just goes bad and bad and bad and then eventually they um, they sort of like kind of stem the tide, but then it's all been building to this this king basically, okay. who who is basically. I think the only reason you can kind of build him up as strong as they do is that think of him as like basically living philosopher's stone. Oh, okay, not as powerful as like yeah. the, at the end of Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. but he, I mean insanely strong because Holenheim. of that. Basically, because he's had all
1: these people fed into him. Um, <laughs> what is it? With, what is it with Japanese and like? eating off other people's life force. I don't know. It's just kind of disturbing. But
0: it's, and, and you would think that he'd be the, the the most evil character, and initially he is very much, but then there's this really interesting storyline where he gets into this, they, they basically made up some sort of game that was sort of a mix of chess and, and go. Okay. But basically he gets into this rivalry with this blind girl who's like the most unkempt, you know, creature kind yeah. of the very opposite end of him being all uber strong. He's okay. like, and he's she's like uber weak, and they get he get into because but he can't beat her at this game. Okay, and it it slowly starts bringing in the humanity, and they start exploring more. Eventually, that because these these things are part human, some of them start wrestling with their own oh. like humanity of the whole thing. Interesting, and so it gets really interesting later on.
1: Mm, I'm not sure I have time for 140 episodes. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. It was, like, getting through. Sometimes I had to do some marathon sessions. Like, toward the end, like, the last arc of them basically invading the, the main ant's fortress. And, like, all the preparations they have to go through to do that. I think I told you, like, at some point there's, like, seven episodes it he takes up like, like three seconds or three minutes three or minutes like. of the actual mission just, <laughs> just say <saying. laughs> just they time it out with all this and the narrator gets into this like well the reason he was doing this and usually narrators don't work like that but because in most anime in a lot of anime you're used to like having someone do commentary it kind of works with, like <laughs> kind of explaining what's going on and the idea that these characters are moving like kind of like the some of them if it was a a American comic book would be like The Speed of the Flash. Okay. Where, you know, basically a lot of thoughts go through their mm-hmm. mind in yeah. a matter of a millisecond. Okay.
1: Interesting. <laughs> so like, okay, I can sort of see I where you're going. Yeah, you, you should talk about that one. That's pretty interesting. And it's not Sanderson.
0: Yes. It's not Sanderson. It's, it, it's surprising that it's talked about as like, I mean, it did finish. I think it finished uh, last year sometime. But I haven't heard it talked about nearly as much as other ones. I And I liked it a okay. lot. Interesting. So cool. Cool beam. So man, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have talked about all that stuff. Now I'm gonna have to talk about it all over again. Well, you know that one time the one
1: time when we had to re-record it, we did better. That's true. The second time through. So So maybe maybe practice well, will make perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's why we do this brainstorm beforehand. Yeah, that's so, true. So that we can be you no know, sound all smart and everything. <laughs> Because yeah. people like to listen to smart people, I, guess. I suppose. I don't know, I don't know why that sounds horrible. But well, luckily, that's not on there. Well, maybe that's why no one listens to our podcast.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, when, when does the podcast start here? Uh, but, oh, you also said you wanted me to talk about Comic Con? I thought, you know, if you could find something cool to say for the podcast, yeah. I
0: mean, well, you know. Well, well I'll, tell them, I'll tell them that we'll have some interesting things for them later on. Because so, I took Leo yeah. there, and he was up to his usual hijinks. But we'll see. That will probably be a few weeks on the road, because I'm hopefully leaning towards, I don't know if I'll say this on the podcast or not, but I'm hopefully leaning towards doing a, starting up the YouTube channel that I've Ooh, talked about for a while.
1: That would be pretty cool. Yeah, if you but say we'll it, s- then you'll have to do it. Yeah,
0: that's dangerous. Yeah. I've... I've you know, we won't mention Darian's, uh, story. No, <laughs> no.
1: Something should not be mentioned on the podcast. I should, you know, I should, what do you think? Should I mention, have you read any of my, my recent flash fictions? Yes. Um. Though, the, anyway, I thought about maybe I should mention the awake one just because it's second person and we were talking meta and so it's a very interesting, uh. Sickly. It's it's you. The whole thing is done in you do this, you do that. Which I don't know if a re- wrote a story you like know, that. I think I completely forgot that it was in second person. It, it works so naturally. I didn't. Even but it's think kind of. I that. mean, it's 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 not quite meta, but I thought it might be worth mentioning. Awake. Yeah, so. that is an. In, that's yeah. That one
0: I I enjoyed. The other one is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> the dream ship
1: is super weird. Like, Don't get me
0: wrong. I, I think I understood where you're going with it. but <laughs> I, After I was like, what? Ooh.
1: Interesting, <laughs> no, that was what that largely these are both those were taken off Final Fantasy 10 songs. Okay, I mean, I'm still trying to get oh through wow, that. you went back to that. Yeah, I'm like, I wanna I'm gonna finish these four discs. I'm like halfway through this, too. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just I thought you finished this too. You're only halfway through, well, yeah, I'm probably more than halfway. Anyways, I think those were both Seymour themes. <laughs> um, if that helps explain anything, a little bit. So, and then I have, I have a third one based on another song. And the problem is it's not, a, it's not a flash fiction anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it'll be a relatively short, short story, but it. Well, didn't you say that these two flash fictions were originally one story that you wound up breaking up? No. Okay. I don't think so. We're I wrote them th- both th- within like a, two days of each other.
0: I thought you said some on your Facebook. Um, maybe something I to misunderstood.
1: Like, yeah. Or maybe, maybe I, I misunderstood. Or it. I wrote it badly. Eh, not the first time. <laughs> That's why you, 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 you'd practice before you yes, do it. Before we do these yeah. things. Anyway, I thought I might mention that just because, if you think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, so, sure. Okay. I don't know. If oh, I'm sorry, gonna... I distracted. You have something to mention about Comic-Con, you think?
0: Well, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I've never been to one that size before. I mean, I've been to Fort Wayne. Well, I should say, I should take that back. I've been to a gaming convention
1: in Columbus. That was... See, I've never been to a Comic-Con. I went to a Star Wars celebration back oh, okay. in the day. Like, right before Episode 2. Uh-huh. And, like, a lot of conventions now,
0: it's not necessarily just... One thing, because I yeah. mean, the headliners, the headline celebrities were Carrie Fisher from Star Wars and yeah. uh, Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who, which I mean, they both have comic book lines, but that's not the main thing. Um, speaking of Doctor Who, I'll have to mention uh, when we do the story school that there actually is a, a Doctor Who comic where the 11th Doctor comes to our world where Doctor Who is a TV show. That is awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty fun. That's great. There's some fangirl that kind of, I mean, not a teenage fangirl, but like a 10-year-old or something that takes him around and shows him things, and he's correcting, like, I think he meets Matt Smith. (laughs) (laughs) See, whenever you have long-ranging things,
1: you can do stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think toward the end he says something like, you know who should really play me? Peter Cabaldi. I think he'd be really good at it. (laughs) that's great yeah but anyway um, but yeah it's, so you see a lot of stuff probably I guess the, the cosplayers there's a slight there's slightly more um, comic book characters primarily uh, you know several Harley Quinns oh yeah a couple of Poison Ivies uh, some Batmans I don't No, I think about it I don't remember seeing much Superman which makes me sad uh, <laughs> I know Nate had a Superman shirt and a cape on but no like full-fledged ones hmm. Uh anyway. you'll just have to go Superman next time. <laughs> yeah I I didn't do didn't do any costumes except for Leo, which, you know, drew yeah. some heads. Well,
1: yeah. Right, <laughs> less there than other places.
0: <laughs> yeah. In in some ways. In some ways. But uh Jenna Coleman's uh panel was was uh was nice. She I mean she they did the one where basically they opened the mic up for yeah. anyone to ask questions the whole time. And unfortunately, some of those wound up being very repetitive. Mm. Um, out of, it's,
1: it's a shame they don't, like, screen them beforehand or something.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen sometimes they do that. They
1: just but, ask, hey, what are you going to ask? Yeah. It? I mean, and they weren't necessarily all... I mean, it was usually
0: some very... I mean, not all of them were. Mm-hmm. That sometimes someone asked something really unusual, like, can you actually cook a souffle? Yeah. Um, <laughs> could she? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said they're very actually very difficult to make. But... She got asked some variation of, "So, what was your favorite about working with Matt as opposed to Peter?" Or and, and it's like she can only answer that you know a In certain a way or sort of way. Yeah, yeah. It's so like you can't have a she can't have a favorite between no. the two. No, I mean seriously,
1: just because fans do doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean. That,
0: doesn't mean you ask the actress who will have to work with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah Like sometimes, like no, guys, it doesn't work like
0: that. Yeah, but the uh, the Carrie Fisher one she took two questions at the very end but that one was more of a, like an interview that okay. she had someone up there talking with her but yeah as as we said on on Facebook Carrie Fisher is crazy it's <laughs> all both you and uh, Nathan both no, of well here's the funny thing though I said something about her being elderly but she's really only 58 which okay. is not, not as old as I would have pictured from her being up there yeah I think that's partly because she's one of these people that would just say anything yeah <laughs> like, yeah some older people. Older people, they don't care anymore. They don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I, that and you know should get one of them on this podcast. And she had she had gray hair and she you know she she carried herself like you know a little bit a little bit older. And I think that's partly because of the b- bipolar thing. Yeah, and she's gone through a lot personally. Yeah. I
1: think so. Yeah, I think you should you should mention some of that. I mean, that's I think it's interesting. It's not quite a take on tale, but yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's I find it interesting. I mean, stories, I, I like listening to this <laughs> stories
0: from me having been there. And since we talk about Doctor Who and Star Wars a lot, it yeah, kinda, I mean, makes it, sense. It, yep, yeah, a lot of and then a nice variety of vendors there too. I mean, definitely more comic book vendors. That, yeah. I mean, that was there's anywhere where it felt especially Comic Con. There was certainly more comic book vendors than in. The other two conventions I've been to. Okay. Um, the other one being an, an a small anime convention in Fort Wayne, and okay. then the,
1: yeah, uh, I remember you going to that one.
0: Then I went to uh, Origins Game Fair
1: in uh, Columbus, Ohio. The way you work.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. When I worked at the library. Yeah. And that was very much a a, a gaming convention, yeah. uh, primarily board games. Mm. So yeah, sometime it'd be fun to go to Gen Con. I know Aaron does that. Yeah. Anything. Uh, yeah, I I, Nathan does that too. Yeah. yeah. But then, I know that's that's also a very gaming-centric one, although I think it's kind of like a lot of conventions is open up yeah. to Well, we things. keep thinking
1: about taking a chill in the wells there. So. Yeah.
0: Hopefully we'll... I well. mean, Nathan
1: always does, but take yeah. a bigger presence.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to do a bigger presence and... Maybe do another
1: Leo video. Dun dun dun! <laughs> all right, so Is it, uh, time's about running out here, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost time we for us to get started. Okay, okay. I think well, I got my notes. Do you need any
0: water or anything before we get started on this? That would podcast. That would probably be a good idea. Um, let's see. Anything else? Do we want? Podcast? Yeah, do we want to plug the uh, YouTube channel while while we're doing this? Because.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we always want to tell people, you know, see us on derailtrainsofthought.blogspot.com and the YouTube channel where we do stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we got we got some comments on weekly hijack
0: when I posted uh when I posted the YouTube links on fa- the Fans for Christ page. We got yeah. So we actually you know got a few.
1: I saw the one from the one lady. Yes, and then or she another, and then she, she commented. commented twice. On, yeah,
0: she commented on the next video. Okay, too. I did see those. Yeah, awesome. um, But we'll get we'll have to get caught up with that. Um, yeah, Sunday night.
1: Yes. Cause, yes. Because we sure. fell
0: behind on once upon a time because, you know, we were both gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean oh, well, I don't, I mean, I don't I know why what? I'm telling you something that you already know, but Well,
1: we got kinda plan ahead if you don't tell me I don't do. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah.
1: All right, so I think we're finally. Pre- I,
0: uh, we said we're at Strong Badia this time. Strong Badia, yeah. I think okay. We're we can talk about like the stop sign, and we'll say and oh, the
1: cheat, the cheat. and you know, Homer can come over. It,
0: and did, and this, do you think we'll have to make sure we'll watch out? Remember the uh, what is it? The bear holding a shark. The bear holding a shark. <laughs> the, yeah. the security system. We we'll have yeah. to. We we'll have to pretend that we're watching out for that.
1: Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that'll be a good one. We haven't done strong. That, or home uh, show, yeah I, don't, I think. don't think so. Well it was a song
0: from there. Strong Baddie is about the only like place I can
1: <laughs> that, that's, that's true. Unless
0: I suppose you could do Bub's concession stand.
1: Or uh um <laughs> I watched recently what was it? Sweet Put and Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> that weird like altered dimension. Weird <laughs> alternate altered dimension. pop-up <laughs> place, yeah. That, that that's that's Oh you know, we could we could just meet at that uh at that um whale uh thing. <laughs> It's ever like, please, it's the greatest day.
0: We'll do the sweet cup and cakes universe when we want to get into Modern like realities. alternate
1: mind bending or. Like, yeah. And here are the episode on drug induced. <laughs> um, <laughs> Our Salvador Dali inspired. First, world. we will be talking about Yellow Submarine. And then. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You got us you got us all set up. You know, we're not going to have any mic problems.
0: Uh yeah, I think we should be good. Um, we didn't really
1: advertise today, but I'd Yeah. That was a, I, said, I, I said I said
0: earlier on Facebook that we're, we were brainstorming. Okay, so, so.
1: people will be ready to, to listen to us. Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: So, let's, uh, let's, let's get ready thing. and I'll start up our intro. Hey uh, Nick, we weren't recording this whole thing, were we? <laughs> You're in charge of that stuff. I don't know, huh?